I mean, yeah, I don't sure. want to take too much credit. You were the one that ran the ball, but you know, I'm just saying. Nah, bro. I told you after I scored, I'm like, yo, I wouldn't have scored if it wasn't for you. Yo, 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 what's going on, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. I am here with my right-hand man, number nine on the field, Braden Willis, and this is the podcast on the prairie. Braden. What's going on, my man? What's going on, brother? Episode seven. Episode seven. Yeah. Episode, Episode seven. seven. We almost uh, uh double digits, you know. Oh, I know. It's like a milestone or something, you know. We might have to celebrate that. We got to do something special for the double digits, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. So, episode seven, what you got going on? Let the people know. Let's give them an update. Uh, really, you know, y'all know me. It's the same old, same old with me. But I will say, I got more uh delivery service drama. Yeah, FedEx. <laughs> FedEx is doing your boy, but it's not the post office this this time. So, uh, what was it Josh that works at the post office? Not it's not the post office. Um, yeah, it's it's FedEx. Our Twitter uh, plug. My delivery was supposed to be delivered yesterday. It's a pair of foam runners. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They weren't delivered. I go look at it. You know, I was expecting to come home from a nice dub. You know what I'm saying? Nice game by both of us. You know, I was expecting to come home. Have a package waiting at the door, take it back inside, be ready to wear them things. Nah, man, I look on the thing, it says, uh, it said a uh, delivery pending or something like that, man. So, Delayed. yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know, FedEx has been having that thing where they've, uh, a lot of, they've been stealing a lot of people's shoes. So, I'm kind of nervous right now. I don't know. Oh, what? That's yeah. a thing? Like a real Yeah, thing? they've been stealing people's, like, like if you, because uh, the Nike app, they use FedEx to ship all their stuff, I guess. And yeah. so, but the Nike app, they send their boxes with like Nike tape, just do it tape. Oh. So yeah, they've been stealing like when the Travis uh, one Lowe's came out, they were stealing yeah. all, like some people were got their shoes stole by FedEx. So Yo, that's not crazy. trying to put FedEx on blast or anything, but uh, if y'all got my stuff, go ahead and uh, bring it over here to yeah. bring it over to me, please. Yo, yo. Talking about that, right? I saw this post on, I think it was Instagram or Twitter where this guy was saying if he saw um what was it if he saw a certain political of you let's just say like you were rooting for like trump or biden if he saw like i'm not gonna say which one but if he saw one of those flags in front of your front yard he was gonna take your package home with him oh uh. just not deliver it and then he posted about it i'm like bro like how are you going to post about committing a federal crime? Yeah, I was going to say, is that a crime? <laughs> yes. I'm like, what? And then expect to get away with it. I'm like, yo, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he's not working there no more, is he? Yeah, no, he definitely got fired. Like, I think uh, yeah, I was going to say. Or two days later. People are crazy. <laughs> what? People are crazy, man. So, you know, prayers up. Hopefully my package is still going to be delivered. You yeah, know, I'm giving I'm them sure. a little day or two grace period. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't got no sign in front of my house or nothing. It's just strictly house. So, you know, I don't, get, yeah, I don't have no, no sign in front place, of so. Braden's crib. I stay in an apartment. So, I mean, I, you know, I, uh, I'm good. I hope. Yeah. Man. Okay. So, Braden's shoes. Um, I actually got a couple things to talk about. I'm going to speed through them, though. So, my seven on seven game, we, uh, we just finished up when our third game, we are not eligible for the playoffs. So, that's pretty cool. I think we just, eligible. I said we are eligible. Oh, yeah, are eligible. Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah, we just became right. eligible okay. for the playoffs. So uh, They freed you? Did they finally free you? Man, they're not going to let me out there, man. I went out there. I talked to the guy in charge. I'm like, bro, like, what's up? He just looked at me. He was just like, come on, man. Like, come on. <laughs> like, that's all he said. I'm like, okay. Like, uh, what's understood ain't got to be said, right? <laughs> yep. So that was pretty funny. I still went out there and coached, though, coached my boys up. I think we won by 18. It was crazy, though, because uh, the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, right, I think the score was 26 to 24. We were down. And then all of a sudden we go down and score, and then we get a pick six. 
And mm. so, yeah, I'm proud of my boys. O-U-M-B-A-D-N-A is what we call ourselves. Okay, a little finishing, a little ten yard, the, the little ten yard finishes came into play or something yeah. like that. They're looking like <laughs> us this past weekend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud of them boys. All right, so my seven on seven thing, uh, I just signed with Lauren Chamberlain. Um, I'm pretty sure most I saw of that. Yeah, most of Sooner Nation knows who Lauren Chamberlain is. If you do not know who this amazing lady is, then you should probably look her up. She was a former softball player here at OU back in the day and uh, super popular on Instagram. You know, yeah, she has she like 190K thousand. Yeah, I, I, I did see that. Yeah, I, I knew about her before I even came here. So, yeah. Really? That's big time. I didn't know about her until I got here, honestly. And then I saw yeah, her Yeah, I just knew that they had their softball program was crazy. I think she, she either played but at the time I was being recruited or she had just uh, – Got done playing, so. Okay. So uh, I signed with Lauren for my marketing deals. And it's pretty, like, intimidating because everybody else has more followers than I do. Like, I'm talking Jada Coleman, uh, Caleb signed with him, too, Caleb Kelly. Uh, and the rest of all the – most of the girls are softball, and they're all, like, super popular. And I, then there's me, you know, like <laughs> 6K on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm, like, the low guy on the totem pole, so – Gotta step well, I better not sign because then I'm going to be the really low guy because I'm being endorsed by all of that. <laughs> so You will make me feel better about myself, though, just a little bit. You, just make, you know, I'll do what I can, man. The Good podcast. teammate on and off the field, you know? Yeah, exactly. The podcast bros. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I got two more things. So I met okay. Kim K last week, guys. Kim mm -hmm. Kardashian. Yo, that was so cool. Crazy. It just I seems know. like everything's going in the right direction for you, man. Yeah, signing with people are... and you meeting Kim K and uh, man. Oh, for those of you who don't know, right? So I met her through Zoom. So she reached out to the OU football captains, and basically, um, she wanted to talk about Julius Jones, the guy that's been wrong, wrong, wrongfully accused for committing murder back in nineteen ninety eight or 99 one of those years and she wanted to see if we wanted to get involved and bring awareness to that so uh the captains have something in the works right now we're not going to talk about it but if you guys don't know uh do some research on julius jones he um he has been in prison for the past uh 20 plus years since uh 99 and she's been helping bring awareness to that to get support behind him so uh shout out to kim maybe we'll get her on the podcast one day it's possible man yeah you got I, the connection now so lastly lastly yo the most important thing i know you see the hat i love it i actually you know we talked about it i have to give me one of those for you guys listening on apple or spotify and not on youtube i am wearing the barry switzer beat Texas hats from 1984. Little quick background about the hat, actually. Mr. Switzer, Coach Switzer, was handed this hat in the middle of the 1984 game because it was pouring rain all over the field. An equipment manager just handed him the hat. He didn't even see what it said. But so far since then, it has become probably the most popular piece of coach memorabilia there is in the college football world. So I got me one because I want to be like one of the goats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So got me a little beat Texas hat. Uh, I wear it all around campus. Going to probably sport it every day this week just to let the people know what's up. I got to go get me one, man. Maybe I have to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to let the people know where I got it from, though. I, Please no, don't. I, no, you know, that's, our, that's our secret. Yeah. No free advertisement on the pod anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So that's what we got going on, Center Nation. Moving on to around the world in college football. I will let Braden start us off. Uh, yeah, so we had uh, Stanford. First, we have Stanford and Oregon. Stanford beats Oregon in overtime, man. This is crazy. You know, the Ducks were ranked number three in the country. Coming off some big wins, uh, they had a 1%, a 0.1% chance of winning with a minute and 51 left in the fourth quarter. I mean, talk about beating the odds. You know, everybody likes to post it, but that 
just really beating the odds. But yeah, basically in the fourth quarter, I saw a little bit of the game. They uh, threw a fade ball to take them into overtime. A fade ball out of all things. Like you would think fourth down, you know, last two minutes of the fourth quarter, you got to – you you need a play to get in the end zone to tie the game up, take it to overtime. You would think you would come up with something more elaborate than a fade ball, but no, nah, they had trust in their guys and they just they just did that thing. So, shout out to uh, Stanford. Shout out to them boys, man. You know, four top ten teams lost this past weekend. That hasn't it happened a, since October twenty eighteen, something like that. It was a crazy, crazy weekend for college football. Honestly, this whole year has kind of been crazy with some of the big-time losses we've seen, you know. So, I mean. Yeah, I saw on Twitter people people were comparing this season to 2007. I don't really know how the 2007 season went. I know somebody said the number one and number two team hasn't lost yet or something like that. So, I guess 2007 was a crazy year for college football too, you know. I, I wouldn't know. I was still watching SpongeBob and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I was I mean, on Cartoon Network and Nick and Knight. I, I, I imagine I was watching some type of football via my family, but I can't remember. So, yeah. So, one of the next losses we have UGA versus Arkansas, Georgia versus Arkansas, right? So, Georgia's been doing crazy good this year. Um, they've only allowed one offensive touchdown this season. Won both SEC games by a score of 99 to 0. Both of those games combined. Uh, they've played two top 10 teams and have allowed three points in those games. Whoa. Them boys are rolling over there in, in, uh, in Athens, Whoa. Athens, Georgia. Well, yeah, we just got to address the de- what what great of a job their defense is doing because yeah. in college football, that's very hard to do. That so their defense old. is rolling. And obviously, they, they, their whole team is doing well. I don't even want to just single out the defense. Their whole team is doing well. It's definitely a team to watch out for in the future, especially, you know, a lot of hype going around this Georgia-Arkansas game with Arkansas beating some pretty good teams, you know, leading yeah. up to this game. Uh, look at Arkansas look good for a couple of weeks, but man, they played Georgia and Georgia just did their thing, man. They look good. They look really yeah, good. For sure. You know, as a fan, you know, from my perspective, you know, I just can't help but admire them. You know, they're doing some pretty good things. They're flying around the football. You know, I haven't watched their games in depth. I've mostly seen highlights, but just from a fan's perspective, uh, shout out to, to Georgia. They're doing pretty good. Um, Next one, we got Cincy versus Notre Dame. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, man, Cincy is balling right now. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Cincy is balling right now. Uh, you know, obviously, and, and on, honestly, they're just going to get better, in my opinion, because with them moving from a group five to a power five conference, going to the Big 12, obviously, it, it's just going to bolster the recruiting classes. And they're already been doing it, you know, with whatever, you know, the recruiting classes they've had. So uh, since he is balling right now, they probably pose the biggest, uh, the biggest, uh, I want to say threat, but threat from a group of five team to make it into the college football playoffs. I mean, they go undefeated. They might get in there. All right. So yeah. uh Notre Dame and Cincy, you know, they've all Notre Dame has always been a pesk, in my opinion, when it comes to the college football playoffs because of their schedule. You mm-hmm. know, it isn't really a, a super strong schedule, but it's not really super weak. And I think Cincy, Well, they get they, to schedule their own. Yeah. They get to schedule their own. You know, they're not in a conference, so they yeah, get to schedule exactly. their own. So they kind of make it how they want. I don't like that. I think that that bothers me so much, and I don't really have a specific reason as to why. I think it's kind of unfair in a way, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. And right now, Cincinnati may be that next pest. You know, they're not. They're not in. You know, the SEC. They're not in the Big Twelve. They're not in the Big Ten. However, they're a top ten team right now. They're what five. Six, according yeah, to yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. They're ahead of us in the AP poll right now. So, man, that's from the outside looking in as a Big Twelve team. 
or maybe as a big team team like uh, Ohio State or Oregon, you're like, man, like, how are we going to pass Cincy when the real poll comes out if they're in front of us? So that's just something to look at for the future. That may be a topic of conversation to encourage the college football um, commissioners or whatever you want to call them to expand the playoffs. You know, that might be an argument. So we'll see how this this season plays out to them on plays out for them. I know they're doing pretty good so far. And I think that's all we got for around the world in college football. Moving on to our Kansas State recap. Woo! We won, baby. We got the W first. Let me say that. Five and up, baby. That's we that's are, all I got to say. Five and up. That's how you do it. And you know, playing on the road isn't pretty. Let me say that, first of all. And it's I will say at the at the same time, man, with all these situ- situations that we have uh played in in the first five games, man, it's gonna benefit us in the in the last, you know, the last half of the season because we've almost done been in every situation. You know, so we know yeah. we know we know what we're made of. You know, it's it's not gonna be any situation that can really scare us later on this in the season because we've been through it. So, you know, hey. Find a way yeah, for sure. The offense against what Nebraska, we go down and or not Nebraska, was it West be. Virginia when we go down 99 yards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go down, uh, game winning field goal, don't lead the entire game. Defense gets mm-hmm. a stop. Let's see, we're up a few touchdowns here this past game. It just reminds us that you never know what can happen in college football. So, yeah, like you said, uh, it's a good thing we're getting some experience in these situations, but let's talk about the game, right? So the offense had six plays in the first quarter. Did you know that? Uh, I think I, someone mentioned this to me on the field. I think one of uh, maybe Ralph or yeah. someone like that mentioned it to me on the field. I yeah. didn't know that at the time, but, yeah, that's crazy. Six plays in the first quarter, only three offensive possessions in the first half, but, shoot, everyone's a scorer. I think we go field goal, touchdown, field goal in the first half. It's – 13 to 10 at the half. Uh, let's see. The defense forces a fumble, man. All right. So Nick and his running back uh, ish return. What? Oh, my goodness. We'll talk about more on that later. So 12 plays, 75 yards. Jeremiah Hall gets the rush for the first touchdown with a block by Braden Willis on the end around and Jaden Hazelwood. Shout out, JD. It's hard. It's I mean, it's not hard. It's weird talking about myself. I'm over here looking at the script like, man, like that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that was a great play, man. Got You know, I had, I had a responsibility to get you in there, Jaden and I, and uh, it, it was a great play, you know? I mean, uh, Jaden's getting a lot of credit for the block that he had. And don't get me wrong, he should. But, you know, I think my block was a little underrated. You know, I came around the corner, got a hand on the DN. A lot of people missed that. A lot of people didn't see that because of the angle that it was shot at. You know, yeah. I got a hand on the DN, slowed him down a little bit, and then kicked out the linebacker, you know, so that you could cut it up in there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I don't sure. want to take too much credit. You were the one that ran the ball. But, you know, I'm just saying. Nah, bro. I told you after I scored, I'm like, yo, I wouldn't have scored if it wasn't for you. I would not have scored. Sooner Nation, y'all go back and watch that one play. This man, Brady. I knew it was going to happen like that. I knew that once I got the ball, the entire defense was going to be floating. So I'm like, Brady, stretch it. Brady, stretch it. (laughs) He just kept going, and I just kept going behind him. And, man... After I got around Braden, then Jaden goes and knocks out three defenders with his one block. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's a nice little highlight highlight for Jaden. Speaking of Jaden, he had a couple of good blocks throughout that game. I know he did. one Marvin. Marvin had a long ball downfield. Jaden was down there blocking, obviously mine. And I think I saw a couple of others. So Jaden's doing well. He had a big, yeah, he had a big uh, first down catch, too, as yeah. well. He's doing well playing without the ball as, as well as – with the ball. So shout out to, to Mr. Hazelwood. Shout out to my boy, Braden for helping me on the TUD forever hey. in your debt. <laughs> <laughs> my, of course, first, man. Of yeah, course. my first rushing touchdown. That's pretty cool. So uh, moving on to the second half, Braden, you want to break this one down? 
Yeah, man. So uh, second half, obviously, we deferred in the first half. So we come out, we get the ball. We have a nine-play, 70-yard touchdown. Kennedy got that touchdown. And then after that, we also had another drive, nine plays, 90 yards, touchdowns to Mike Woods. Uh, don't want to give away the play too much, but the play was supposed to go to me. Didn't work the way we drew it up, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, Mike got the touchdown. Shout out, Mike. Shout out, KB. Uh, that put us up 27 to 10. So at this point, we're rolling, man. And I mean, if I'm a, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think that's the first time we passed 25 this year, isn't it? Well, I mean, there was West Virginia. I mean, not West Virginia, Western Carolina. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, well, other than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, first time we passed 25. I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess that's Yeah, true. I get what you're saying. And then touchdown number two for you, my man. That puts us up 34-17. We're really rolling at this point. Go ahead and break down the play because I know this was wild how it happened on the field. Because a lot, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about that, but a lot of people really don't yeah. know what transpired on this play. Yeah. So uh, let's just say Sooner Nation, just put it this way, right? I got lucky to run that play. So I don't know what was going on between Riley and Spencer, but the clock was counting down. We just line up, run the play. You guys probably saw it a couple of times against Nebraska, but we run the play. I get my second touchdown and uh, yeah, I'm sitting there happy. I'm like, okay, I got two now, but talking about the play itself for a little bit, it's like a shuffle pass that Kansas city runs a lot. I know they run it with Patrick Mahomes and uh, they're tied in. And what makes it difficult is that the quarterback is acting like he's rolling out to the right. And so everybody on the right has to has to, you know, take into account not only the quarterback, but the receivers on that side of the field, as well as the running back rolling out with him. So if we're reading the front side backer on that play and um, looking at him, so it's either going to be tossed to the toss to me or toss to the running the back. receiver. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah, yeah, somebody. So uh, it worked oh, out in my favor. Luckily, I got the ball. And a lot of people don't know this, but that actually counts as a touchdown for Spencer. Like, it's a pass because it's forward. It's not mm-hmm. a run play. I had to explain that to my mom. She was like, how is that? I'm like, mom, it's, it's forward. Duh. <laughs> no, I did. I didn't say I was. I wasn't that rude to my mom. I wasn't that rude to my mom. But, <laughs> but yeah, got my second touch. Threw up the hooks afterwards for those watching on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all can Boy, had to had to rep had to rep it out there. Yes, sir. So also, I, side note: Kansas yeah. City did run that play, and they ran it this weekend. They just ran it. Really. Uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards Alaire scored on the exact same play. So yeah. Okay. Hey, that's good company to be in when you're when you're being compared to Kansas. It is. Kansas it State. is. Yeah. K State scores a touchdown. Uh then Gabe makes a 47 yard field goal to make it 37 to 24. Um, we have those penalties at the end that cause them to return one to the crib. 93 yards, then makes it 37 to 31. We recover the onside kick and win the game. I feel like we didn't talk about the defense enough here. Uh, No, we didn't. Any overall, but I will say overall, I think they did good. I think we as a team made it a little bit more difficult than it needed to be the entire game. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I think we made it a little bit more difficult than it needed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think defense has, uh, you know, they've been doing pretty good up until now, and they had some rough patches there. But, I mean, it's nothing they can't learn from. Speaking of, offense had their rough patches coming into the game, and then we go on to, what, score on the first five possessions and seven mm. of eight in the game. We didn't even punt, you know, from a momentum, from a momentum stand, standpoint. I was talking to – one of the interview guys after the game, and I was just telling him, you know, we're just building momentum. You know, we're getting better, and it's apparent on film. And so mm-hmm. there's nothing really to to panic about Sooner Nation. We 
we understand it hasn't been pretty in the past, but that doesn't mean we can't improve during the season. That doesn't mean we are who we are after week three because week three and week 10 looks totally different. And so totally I'm glad, different. Yeah, I'm glad we got rolling a little bit. And I'm glad the the podcast on the Prairie Boys could get in on some action, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. We both hey, I would say it was a great, great game for the pod, great game for our room in general. And uh hey, it was a good win. Yeah. I had two touchdowns, three receptions. You had two receptions, if I'm not mistaken. I have Four. I have four receptions, oh, four. 31 yards, and my first start in about a year. Yeah. Yeah, you have you have four. Stog, I think, had one or two. I know he for sure had one because I was on the field with him. But, yeah, mm-hmm. man, the pod is doing pretty good, y'all. Alex was telling yes, me, sir. our producer, he was telling me that a bunch of you guys were tagging the pod instead of tagging us during the game. And I, I actually love that. I'd much rather you guys tag the pod then tag us during the game to be honest what do you think Braden? would you rather them tag you I, I like it i like it as well i mean i was getting a lot of both i was getting a lot of the pod and both of us i like it i like it if you you know hey keep yeah. on growing the pod man hey yeah. keep on expanding the outreach keep on, you know what i'm saying I, I liked it yeah i was telling my mom on the phone today i was like yo mom i like when people come up to me in public and tell me good game but I love, absolutely love when people come up to me and say, man, I love your podcast. I love that more than anything in the world because it's something <laughs> different. You know, I, I, you know, we were both telling the people last week how this is a way for us to express ourselves. You know, this is a way for the people to connect with us. And so if you see me in public, tell me that you listen to the pod before you tell me a good game. That'll put a smile on my face. <laughs> I know that's right. I love that, but I feel the same way. It's it's it's, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it's so, pretty cool. And then them. lastly, man, being oh. on the road. I mean, yeah. first road game. I mean, it was it was great. I will say, uh, shout out to the little Apple because man, they were loud at first. Yeah, they were loud. They, they were, were loud. loud. I wasn't anticipating it being that loud. I remember the. I remember two years ago when we went up there, it was loud. They, that's a very, very underrated college football atmosphere. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, that's one of the louder stadiums that I've uh, been in. And it is probably one of the, I mean, compared to some of the stadiums we've been in, it's not the biggest at all. No. But it, it was very, very loud in there. I will say I did enjoy playing there. You know, the fans. It's always there. great playing there. Yeah. They got a great atmosphere, man. Yeah, the fans were there talking smack and all that, but they were loud. They weren't too bad or anything like that. The locker room was nice. I didn't have to run too far from the locker room to the field. Like everything is just kind of convenient, you know. They're yeah, for sure. They're they're pretty good hosts. So not, shout out to Bill Snyder and their facilities. That was nice. Had a had a good time there. But last thing, Coach Riley, fiftieth win as a That's head big. coach here. That's big time. That's big. Yeah, I think he what, what did it say? He was the uh third fastest coach to reach that milestone. Oh, if I'm not you, mistaken. You saw that somewhere? That's pretty cool. I, I saw that somewhere on uh social media. I might be wrong, don't quote me on that. But I thought it was uh maybe Coach Stutes, Mary, uh Coach Switzer before that, and then him. But uh th- like I said, don't quote me, yeah. please. But I thought I saw that somewhere. So that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so that is our Kansas State wrap-up. I think we covered everything. We're good to go. Moving on to our next part of the podcast, our Texas preview. The Red River Showdown, the shootout, whatever you want to call it for political reasons. I do not believe they call it the shootout anymore. But the obvious question, what is it like playing in the rivalry the energy, the people, the atmosphere. What are, what are your first thoughts that come to mind when you think of this game? Uh, unlike any other game you will ever play in, that game is special, man. The energy that goes on in that place in that Cotton Bowl, man, it's unlike anything else. I always tell the young guys before they go in there that, you know, young guys that are going to be playing and stuff, whether it's on special teams or 
you know, whatever the case would be, like get your mind ready because this game is unlike anything else you've ever played in. You know, you got half the stadium in that crimson and cream, beautiful crimson and cream, and then you got the other half of the stadium in that that uh, orange color. That nasty And uh, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you from fit, from one side of the well, – when you're on the bench, the coolest thing is, you know, from one side of the 50, you're being cheered, you know, and everything like that. And then from the other side of the 50, on your own sideline, you're getting cussed out and booed. So, yeah. it, it's super cool, man. It, it's the best atmosphere to play in, and uh, I can't wait to play in it. This is for sure the game I'm going to miss the most more than any game once I leave and graduate because it really doesn't matter where we're ranked. Texas could be number one and we could be last. Texas could be last and we could be number one. Texas could be number two and we could be number one in the country. It doesn't matter. This game is always hard fought. You would think we're playing for our lives during this game because it's just that much energy that goes into it, that much emotion, that much cheering. It's important to so many families across the border between Texas and OU. So, so much is on the line, it feels like, but it's just so fun to play in. It's a great game to be a part of. There's always ups and downs during this game. You never know what to expect. So, I love playing in the Texas game. I've grown to appreciate it, especially being from North Carolina. I didn't really know too much about it when I first got here, but I have surely learned what it's like to to, to be in this game. And I think one thing I'm looking forward to the most is as a captain going out there a pregame and just seeing what it's like before the storm, before mm-hmm. the band kicks off, before everybody gets out there and starts starts flying around. So I'll be looking forward to, to calling a toss as a captain. So looking at the previous games, 2017, Oklahoma, 29 to 24 2018 texas beats oklahoma 48 to 45 2018 oklahoma wins 2019 oklahoma wins 2020 oklahoma wins and overtime all of these games have been within pretty much a touchdown except for the 2018 we win by 12 but Mm -hmm. every other game has been really really a touchdown or less so Always a close game. Like I said, always hard fought. I wish I was undefeated against Texas. I think that was the year we had Kyler. But Yeah, my freshman year. So I'm not undefeated either. Yeah, sadly. But for those watching on YouTube, I'm locked and loaded. You'll see this all <laughs> week somewhere, <laughs> somehow, with my Beat Texas hat. Maybe they'll let me wear it on the field or something. I don't know. Well, uh, we'll see what Coach Riley has to say about that. But Probably not. There doesn't have to be anything said about how we're going to approach practice this week. This week is always right. a little bit different for many reasons. Many, for many, sure. many reasons. So looking forward to the shootout, the rivalry. The river will run red by Saturday night. Moving yes, on to our next part of the podcast. We have a special guest, the one and only. Nick Benito. Pod on the Prairie family. We are in the heat of college football season right now, and football is probably taking over your life. You're watching hours and hours of games on Saturdays and are so focused on our team taking care of the ball that you may start to not be taking care of your own balls. But have no fear, because the Performance Package 4.0 from our friends at Manscaped is here and ready for you. Jay, inside this incredible package, you'll find my favorite, the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, boxer briefs that are mighty comfortable, might I add, and a shed travel bag. Brayden, Manscaped is so clutch. You know how clutch I'm talking getting the ball with three minutes and 31 seconds left in the fourth quarter, marching down 80 yards to set up a field goal to win as time expires type of clutch. Uh, Jay, actually, I was more so thinking like lead blocking for your co-host on a reverse on a four yard touchdown type of clutch. 
You know what? Thanks again for that, by the way. Bro, I always got you. And listeners, Manscaped has you. It's easy to lose control of yourself during this football season, but Manscaped makes sure that your balls are taken care of. For example, the Lawnmower 4.0, which has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn a 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And Braden, what is so awesome about the Performance Package 4.0 is that it isn't just for below the belt. The package includes a weed whacker, ear, and nose hair trimmer to make sure you're clean on top as well. Man, our coaches always preach no excuses. Pod on the Prairie family, make sure you, there are no excuses when it comes to your grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code Prairie at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. You can't beat that. Just use the code Prairie. By the way, guys, that is Prairie, P-R-A-I-R-I. E. Join the two million men worldwide and your two favorite college football players, which also happen to be your favorite podcast hosts, by getting the Performance Package 4.0. That way, when you are at the TV for our team to take care of the ball, you've already taken care of yours. What's going on, Sooner Nation? All right, we have our special guest of the hour, number 11 on the field, who cannot return a fumble all the way back to our end zone, Nick Bonito. What's going on, Nick? It's good, Jay Hall. Nick, what's going on, baby? Be well, be well. Thank you for coming on to the podcast on the Prairie, brother. We appreciate you. So, Nick, let's get straight to it. Tell the people, man, the people want to know, who is Nick Bonito? Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Why, why OU? Just you know, what's on your mind? Talk to him. Um, I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, I went to high school at St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, I feel like you know my high school is like you know one of the best high schools in, in the country. Been like that for a while, and um, uh, you know we had great guys come through there. I feel like I'm a pretty you know chill, laid back guy. Um, and then obviously I came to OU because you know the winning tradition. You know you can't pass on that. Um, when OU comes knocking, you can't really turn it down. So it wasn't a very hard decision for me to pick OU. All right, cool, man. So going back on your time here at OU, so you played in three games in 2018, um, all four in 2019. In 2020, you're named um, Pro Football Focused um, and AP All-American. And all these stats, man, I'm always seeing you on Twitter top rush and all that. How do you how do you feel about those accolades, man? What's going through your mind when you see that stuff? Um, those accolades were cool, uh, especially like you know, the ones that I had got to finish the season last year. But uh, it's a whole new year. And, you know, I'm playing for a lot bigger goals, you know, especially uh, the team ones that we have strived, you know, that we're striving to get this year. So, um, you know, those are all cool accomplishments. But, you know, this we still have a lot ahead of us this year. So, sure, for sure. Well, Nick, um, you know, you, you we've we've all been here about the same time. You know, you came in with me and everything. Uh, Nick, I got one question for you, and that is, how do you feel about you? You, you know, you've kind of been the your our class has kind of been a change of the defense. You know, we've kind of been the face of change. So, how do you feel about that, and uh, what do you hope to accomplish in the future? You know. Oh yeah, uh, speaking to that point, you know, there's so many guys you know from our class that you know really like started the foundation of speed D. You know, guys like, you know, our Captain Patrick Fields, uh, Delarian Turniel, Deshaun White, Brian Osamoa, um, just, you know, guys like that. And then uh, guys even before us, you know, you know in Jay Hall class, like IT, you know, he, he was been a big uh, part of, you know, starting Speed D. So, um, you know, all of us, you know, just came to, you know, together with, with a goal in mind when we first came here. And, you know, we wanted to change the, the defense around and, and make that change and, and win a natty. So, you know, that's really the goals for us this year. That y'all definitely have now. What what specifically do you think? Um, what, what specifically do you think has changed for y'all to be so effective? Like, is it flying around to the ball, or is it like what do you think you, the improvements have been that have made y'all so good? Um, I definitely just think you know just the change in mentality. Um, Coach Grinch, you know, the day he stepped through the door, he, he put a lot of things in front of us, and we had a lot of goals that that felt like we can attain and. You know, just that mentality that, that he's came in with, with, you know, different scenario, like three and out takeaway, uh, strain to the ball, uh, max effort on every play, you know, just things like that. And, 
you know, when we first started, you know, we were still trying to get uh, work on it, still get used to it, especially the takeaway part. And, you know, eventually, you know, it just started to become second nature to her. Now, okay, now we're all running to the ball without having to think about it. Now we're starting to get takeaways in the game and we're starting to give max effort on every play. So, um, you know, hats off to Coach Grinch. You know, he's done a really good job uh, since he's walked through that door. Yeah, Nick, talk to us more about Coach Grinch, man. You know, I wish I could be in one of you guys' meetings during the week, right? I always hear him yelling at you guys through that wall we have in the main uh, meeting room, the red room, and he's always seemed to come up with something new to tell you guys every single day, every single week. It's a new message, and it seems to work for you guys. It seems to always get to you. Are there any favorite moments or any favorite sayings or just anything that Coach Grinch does that just gets you going or maybe something that you admire about him? Uh, if I told y'all some funny moments, I don't know if it'd be PG. But, uh, <laughs> I'll just go by saying, you know, just, you know, Coach Grinch, you know, he's, he's really, uh, I, I don't know, you'll have mixed feelings about him if you were in the meeting room because He's going to yell at you, but he's also going to motivate you every day right before practice. He's go, he's always going to, you know, tell you something that's like, all right, now it's time to wake up. Let's get ready for practice. And um, he's always going to make sure that, you know, you know, we, we've came a long way, but we still have a big chip on our shoulder. You know, we still have a long way to go. And, you know, every day is going to continue to find different ways to motivate us and push us, you know, to be even better than we were the next day. So, All right. Right, man, I love Coach Grinch, man. From the outside looking in, he just seems very interesting, you know. Just yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Grinch is Grinch is great. I mean, Nick, yeah. Nick, you know, I I draw with Coach Grinch on the field a little bit, but at the end of the day, that's my dog. And the one thing that he will have you ready to do is run through a wall for him. So I, you know that he is a master motivator. So okay, right. So Nick, talk to us about. Your position, man. What 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 do you want the people to call you? The rush, outside linebacker, playmaker, in like talk to us about that and talk to us about what the fans don't realize about getting to the quarterback. You know, maybe your signature move or anything that you're looking for when you're out there on the field. Uh I, I think our group is is a rush backer position, you know, just because we have to do a lot of the things that D linemen have to do when rushing the passer, but then we also have to have linebacker responsibilities, and that's where the backup part comes in. Because you know, especially in our defense, they ask a lot for a lot of us where we have to cover the back a lot. You know, we have to drop in the flats. Maybe we have to take a wheel with a wide receiver or a running back. So you know, they ask a lot a lot for us in, in coverage. And um, as far as pass rushing goes, you know, I'm definitely you know more of a, a speed rush guy. And you know, after that, I like to set everything up with the speed. If I, if I feel like I'm beating a tackle. So I can just turn that speed into a power or speed into a spin, you know, one of those things. But, you know, I'm definitely, you know, speed rush guy first. I don't know anything about that stuff. You know, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I would sure. have to agree. I mean, just side note, uh, you know, we go against Nick and practice all the time. And uh, I think the hardest, not even just, you know, in regards to pass protection, and uh, but even in regards to the run game, I think the hardest thing about facing you is – your first step like your first step is ridiculously fast and you really have a good jump on the ball like always you get a good jump on the ball so i mean i think i think that that really gives you an advantage over most people like you said i mean your speed you know no doubt yeah, no doubt for sure are there any guys that you look up to like in the nfl or anything like that uh i, I would definitely say the two guys i look at right now are von miller and brian burns just because like I kind of model my game after both of them. You know, they're both, you know, very speed rush guys. Um, not too, you know, much difference in height and weight. And, you know, just guys that, that can really get after the passer and, you know, also play the run as well. So um, those are two guys that I really look forward to and that make a lot of plays on Sunday. Those are those are pretty good guys, man. Yeah, You'll learn something watching them. Man. So <laughs> uh, let's see. Who is the best offensive lineman you faced? Or is there even one? Like, can you name anybody? Somebody on our team or somebody on another team? Any Anybody that comes to mind? Uh, I can just think of, like, three people right now. Okay. I, I'd probably say, definitely at OU, I'd probably say Cody Ford, yeah. Bobby, and Adrian Neely, for sure. Those three guys always get me help. Yeah. yeah. Three league guys, too. No, no doubt. And then, you know, Anton and, and Reese, you know, they always they always do a good job at pushing me at practice too. But those those three guys right there, they were just a whole different level. Right. So, Nick, last week, right, this is our last football question, right? Just 
talk to us about the little fumble recovery you got, yeah. man. Like, what's particularly the part when you're running with the ball? I saw your tweet on Twitter saying, you know, you're not a running back anymore or, or something like that. What, what was going through your mind? See, I need people to realize this first. I was all the way on the opposite side of the field, so I already had to run to the opposite side of the field. That already <laughs> made me a little tired. Then I had to pick the ball up, and as soon as I started running, I, the guy uh, trips my foot, so I start stumbling for like 10 yards. So that gets me even more tired, and then I got to run a couple more yards. Then I got to shake somebody, and then, you know, quarterback tackle me, and I know Chris Lynch. <laughs> He was on me today about it. You know, he always says, you know, if the quarterback tackles, you don't come back to the sideline. So, it was a great play by Reggie to get the ball out. And you know, I was just happy, you know, I can make a play for the team. Did you feel slower with the ball in your hand? Like, did you oh, feel yeah, like you can run like, as fast? I was so nervous with it. I'm like, yo, is somebody going to try to come from behind and strip me? Like, where are my blockers at? Like, I didn't know y'all had to go through that much, bro. Like, it's a little bit different with the ball, man. It's oh, a little no bit doubt. Different. I'll never judge any of y'all again. No doubt. I think that's something that people just don't understand. Like, when you have the ball in your hands, like, you're just naturally just not going to run as fast mm -hmm. as you yeah. normally would without it's it. It's different when everybody's trying to come at you, for sure. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm glad somebody can can talk about that. <laughs> oh, no, I got boy. it. Much respect to y'all. All right, Nick. So, outside of football, man, what do, what do you like to do? Um, when you're not playing and when you're not practicing, I just saw your dog come onto the camera. Or was that the, was that your dog? Yeah, my dog. I like the I like to either you know play with my dog, you know take him out to the dog park, let him run around, just watch him. Or I'll just be on the game for the most part. Yeah, I know uh, anime. You're a big anime fan. Oh yeah, I, I love if everybody knows too. about it. Yeah, list, list your animes. You know, Center Nation might like some of that stuff. Shoot, I watch everything. Naruto, My Hero Academia. Um, Hunter x Hunter, Bleach, uh, all of them really. Brayden, are you an anime guy? I'm not an anime guy. Uh, I have a lot of friends uh, back home that are real uh, anime guys, and they probably watch some of the shows that you stated. But I am not. Maybe one day I'll get on that train, but I just haven't got. I feel like I don't have enough time to get on it, so. I, but I do see you in the locker room. You know, you squeeze it in when you can. So maybe I need to start trying your method. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch any of that stuff. I got to put y'all on, man. Yeah. Go I, ahead. I, hey, I'm always it. looking for new stuff to watch, bro. I mean, it's just really yeah, the time. Yeah. Yeah, I like – have you watched Squid Games, Nick? I have. Yeah. That, talk about crazy shows. What? Man, yeah, a I crazy know. Show. One episode uh, – with the Indian guy, man, that, that one threw me. Oh man. man! Oh, they did my boy so bad. I I finally got I finally got a stog to watch it. I had the four speed stog to watch it. He was not going for it. You know the subtitles were throwing him off and the, <laughs> the different language and everything. He was not going for it. I was like, stog, I promise. Just just watch the first episode. Just get through the first episode, and I promise you, you're gonna you're gonna like get into it. He came back. The day after, he's like, bro, I did it. I'm on episode three now. I was so proud, man. Bro, <laughs> I was really about to turn off Squid Games until I saw Red Light, Green Light. Once I saw Red Light, Green Light, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, Nick, man, we won't hold you up much longer. Last thoughts before you leave us. We play Texas this week. What are your thoughts on the game, man? What, what do you want to tell Sooner Nation? Or is there anything you have to say? I mean, shoot, growing up, you know, I, I'm from Florida, so, you know, I really you know, didn't know much about the history of OU Texas. But um, just coming here and uh, seeing how much it means to the fans and, you know, just seeing how much it means to the guys that are on our roster that are either from Oklahoma and, and from Texas, you know, just how much this game means to them. Uh, you know, I, I'll be doing y'all a disservice if I didn't play hard for you guys. And, you know, it's, it's always going to be a great one. And trust me, I'm looking forward to going, going to war with y'all boys uh, on Saturday. So, yep. Coming from a Texas native, I, I appreciate that. No doubt, brother. <laughs> hey, Nick, I'm from North Carolina, man, so I know how you feel about this whole right with thing. you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, man, we thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for giving us your time. We really appreciate it, and I know our fans do. Anytime. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it, Nick. All right, guys, moving on to one of our favorite parts of the podcast. Listeners submitted questions. For those of you who do not know, you can submit us questions through Twitter, Instagram, on our personal pages, on the podcast page. You can even 
hit us up on our Gmail, pod on the prairie at gmail.com. So, Braden, you got the first one. All right, starting it off, man. The first question of the day from Ryan Kennedy. It says, I teach eighth grade and I have a lot of kids trying to make it to your level. What advice would you give the eighth grade your eighth grade selves that you wish someone had given you? Well, Ryan, that's a great question. Um, I would say, man, oh, man, that's a great question. There's a lot of stuff that you can give younger, you know, a lot of great advice that you can give. But, man, the biggest thing is just uh, continuous, just be uh, just have hunger to continuously improve. And then for me, refuse to be a victim of circumstance. You know what I'm saying? Stuff happens in life. A lot of adversity, man. A lot of adversity in your playing career. I know both of us have felt that, whether it's been like injuries or, you know, stuff not going your way, but you just got to, you know, put your head down and keep on grinding. You know, you got to work hard for what you want in life. So it's not going to be easy, but, you know, you just kind of got to keep on digging. Yeah, I, I agree with everything. Ryan, I think that if you were to encourage them to just approach them, I think that if you were to tell them to outwork their competition, so outwork their peers, outwork their AAU team or football travel team or whatever it is, ask them, are they trying to find ways to be better than the people around them? And I think that forces the eighth grader or the kid to self-reflect. Then it forces them to think on their own. It's not well, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do that. Because people can can take that, but they may not listen. But if you can get a kid to think for themselves, it opens up an entire new window. And so I think that's something that would help them just to get them to to think on their own. What do they have to do to to beat their own competition? That's a, that's a great point. I would have to agree with you. I mean, I think the biggest thing as a young guy, as a, a young guy or girl, you know, wanting to pursue any sport, uh, it's hard to wrap your mind around how many people are exactly like you, maybe blessed with talent like you, you know, might be really good at the game. It's hard to wrap your mind how many people are playing the game and how many people work just as hard as you do. So it's, you know, it's important to let them know that, that there's people in your, on your team that you got to be better than on, on the, in your city, in your state, around the country, sometimes even around the globe, you know? So uh, I think that's important, but uh, that, that's a great point. For sure. Moving on to our next question, Garrett Purcell. It looks like you guys have so much fun playing football. Jeremiah, after his two TDs, reminded me of K1 smiling before throwing it deep. Where did you guys find your love for the game? Whoa, my love for the game. I don't think that I necessarily just found it in one specific moment. I think my approach to football at the very beginning was just obtaining a scholarship, you know, because as a high school player, it's kind of stressful, especially when you're surrounded by guys who are getting scholarships to Bama, getting scholarships to Tennessee, and you haven't even received your first one yet. You know, you don't really have love for the game at that point in time. You're like, man, like, what do I have to do to get better? So I think, honestly, my love came once I received my first offer and then I could just enjoy the game, enjoy the game with my peers, enjoy the game with my coaches, uh, live out all the dreams that I wanted to accomplish within football, especially my junior and senior year of high school. And that's when I truly enjoyed playing football, especially after I committed all the weight of the world was off of my shoulders all the stress of getting the offer and figuring out what my future would, you know, behold. Once all that went out the door and I could just play ball, man, that's when I really loved football. That's when I knew this thing was for me. And so that's when I found my love really after I committed and played my senior year of high school. That's when I knew I could do this forever. Brayden, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm going to have to go a different direction than you, man. I, uh, I, pl- I started playing football really young, maybe like three and a half, four years old, man. Uh, and from day one, I always loved it. I My dad is a big basketball guy, and I used to t- my dad used to always tell me, watch, when you get older, you're going to like basketball just like me. I used to tell him, even from a young child, no, nah, I like football. 
I like football. Yeah. I'm going to be a football player when I grow up. I'm going to go to the league. I told her you can, and everybody can fact check that with my mom, my stepdad, my dad. That that has always been my deal. And um, I don't know, man. I You know, I think the thing, I'm a really calm person off the field, but on the field, man, it just transforms me, man. I think the thing I love about the game is that the physicality of it. I love stuff like that. It makes, it turns me into like, like a, like it makes me feel like I'm a soldier, like a gladiator. Cause that's essentially what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's modern day. You know what I'm saying? It makes you feel invincible when you're yeah. on that field, man. And I, I just love every, all the physicality, all the, it's crazy to say, but all the pain that comes with it, man, having to fight through injuries and stuff. Yeah, I know it's crazy to say, but like, like, you know, when I had got my little ankle, I twisted my ankle in the game. If it, you know, if it, you know, a lot of people probably don't know that. I twisted my ankle up in the game, bruised it up, whatever. But after that, man, I, it, it, that stuff really gets me going. I have no clue why. Like, I love stuff like that, like fighting through adversity, yeah. fighting through injuries, like all that stuff. That just that's why I love the game, man. I, I could have played a lot of other sports. I was good at a lot of other sports. I was good at baseball. I was good at basketball. I could run track, but none of them gave me any type of you know, physicality or anything like that. So I never really loved them like that. So that's yeah. why I love football. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Braden Willis loves being hurt. <laughs> I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> I love yeah. the pain. I wouldn't yeah. say injured-wise. I do not want to do nothing. Like, like last yeah. year being injured, did not enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I get what you're saying, bro. I, I can completely relate. Trust me, I've I've endured my my nicks and bruises. So, our <laughs> next question, both. last question, Jay, last question. This one comes from my lovely mother. Actually, uh, yeah. I love you, Mama. Uh, so, this question comes from Rhonda Reddick. Uh, she said, "Do you pay attention to the weekly rankings?" Well, Mom, no, I do not. I frankly don't care. She knows I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. I don't pay attention to anything that is what Jay Hurts calls "quote unquote" rat poison. I mean, rat poison. Any anything regarding me, if I was if I did well, anything regarding the team, I don't pay attention to none none of that because I always feel like there is room to improve, and I always feel like um, Coach Riley says this a lot at, at a program like Oklahoma. When you win a game that everybody, you know, everybody perceives as a good win, they perceive you to be the best team that has ever walked the face of the earth. When you lose a game that everybody thought you should have, you shouldn't have lost, everybody will say you're the worst team that has ever walked the face of the earth. So really, the the outside stuff really doesn't matter to me. You know, I just care about what my teammates feel about how, how we're doing and what my coaches feel about how we're doing. So, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't have any more to add to that. You couldn't have said it any better. Um, I, I don't pay attention to it either simply because, yeah, this, <laughs> it's the exact same thing. You know, the world is going to view you as as the worst team ever when you lose, as as the best team ever when you win. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're cold, you're cold. And it changes week to week. So it's important to not get too high or get too low and just to focus on what you have coming up every single week. And so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for our listener submitted questions. Thank you for submitting those. Guys, if you don't already know, if you are a local restaurant, company, technology firm, anything that's going on in Norman, Oklahoma, or even if you're not, maybe you're just online, feel free to sponsor us. We love sponsors and we'll give you a shout out and we'll make sure people buy your stuff. And we'll talk highly of you. Very highly. <laughs> Feel free. Yeah, we'll talk very highly of you. <laughs> Feel free to shoot us an email at podontheprairie at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at the Prairie Pod or on Instagram at the Podcast on the Prairie. Also, guys, that is the same place where you can submit your listener submitted questions. You can also send them to me or Braden Willis at our socials. However, our producer handles all of that. So just hit him up on the podcast websites. That is all we have, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jeremiah Hall, number one in your hearts with my guy, Braden. That is all I got.
Braden Willis. This is. Yes, sir. We're out. <laughs>